0: Hello there, my name is Imona Desiree, and it is so wonderful to have you join in this month, July, on our monthly book review. And this time around, we'll be talking on a book titled, Holy Spirit, My Senior Partner. It's authored by Pastor Paul young a South Korean preacher and the founder of yodo Gospel Church. Um, he actually passed on to glory in 2021. And this is one of the amazing gifts he delivered to the body of Christ before that happened. And of course, this will actually happen to be my second read on the Holy Spirit on a personal note. And trust me, this is so reassuring, reaffirming, and you don't want to miss this. Okay, so... Diving right in, it is key to mention that the key scripture for this entire book can be found in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, so do well to go through it. And um, in going through this particular book review, I'll be giving a rundown of the contents of each chapter in the sense that I will be reviewing chapter by chapter, so I'll be giving you the title of each chapter and sort of summary of what it's all about and of course you can get this book at a bookshop near you you could order online and if you happen to need a soft copy do well to reach out to me here and call fm and i will of course get you connected to an online library on whatsapp yeah, it is f- a free community. You don't want to miss out on so much and so many amazing books. To get do get to share there. So, of course. Okay, so chapter 1, chapter 1. Chapter 1 is titled Communion with the Holy Spirit. Why? Hmm. So, the idea is why do we have to have that relationship with him? This is the first chapter out of 12 chapters so i've heard a number of individuals say things like the holy spirit represents the power of god and um, he's not necessarily a person Uh, that's on that in itself is a challenge because you wouldn't get to have or get to experience all that comes with him if that is the notion you're having a quick question you can't have a non living entity lead you. You can't have a non living entity reveal to you the mind of Christ. You can't have a non living entity literally directing you in your path. Scripture says that whatever our Lord, Savior, saw the Father do, that is what He did. The Holy Spirit was literally the empowerment system of Christ on earth. And being that He is our model, there is no way we can get to live or experience the same kind of life that Christ got to live out while he was on earth. If we do not have the same aid that he had, if we don't have the same spirit that helped him out, uh, it's it's, it's a huge challenge. I, I really don't know how to begin on that entire matter. So first of all, this is a reorientation. You really need to do your study real quick. There are countless scriptures of the Bible that supports this. Um, Communion with someone means that that person has a mind of his own meaning that person has a will of his own so it is very key however and whatever helped him though to pray that is jesus to pray you know those long hours prayer and all those amazing stuff it was the holy spirit my dear it was the holy spirit scripture says that he teaches us how to pray the spirit of god helps us how to pray when we don't know what to pray about? Now, a non living entity cannot do that for you. So it is key to know that every day of our living, every day of our breathing, every day of our Christ modeled life has to be anchored on the template of Christ, and that is being helped by the Holy Spirit. And that is what our first chapter is mostly going to bring out, or uh, to your understanding. And the second chapter talks about who is the Holy Spirit. um. So the Holy Spirit happens to be um, what we call the third person in the Trinity. So he's part of the Godhead. We have God represented as the Father. We have God represented as the Son who came on earth. We have God represented as Holy Spirit, not shed abroad in the hearts of men. So the Holy Spirit uh, gets to come into the life of one who has received him after repentance so he comes in and joins in with our spirit and empowers us you know teaches us counsels us us, leads us. you know convicts us it does so many amazing things literally, literally we can speak to him as well so the holy spirit is a wonderful person and yeah there's so much more you really need to see in this book and moving on to the third chapter it says names and symbols of the holy spirit so um there are a number of symbolisms for the holy spirit um first of all let's talk about the fact that um he descended on christ when he was baptized by john It descended on him as a dove that's a symbolism for the holy spirit we have another symbolism that has to do with the anointing or we have an instance of um, king david was anointed so was literally we had a physical representation of what was going on right there that the holy spirit was being you know he's being anointed to do such work and it was the holy spirit that is empowering him to get on that job or that work as the king of israel we have another we have so many symbolism like the scripture says that when the apostles were gathered in the upper room the holy spirit they, they heard the sound of a russian mighty wind coming in. So the Holy Spirit was also represented as a wind. And there's so much more. And that is what this chapter three gets to handle. And moving on to chapter four, we have unbelievers and the Holy Spirit. So to so the largest of extent, the Holy Spirit can only be assessed and um, fully known. He can be fully known to those who are already in Christ Jesus. Now for unbelievers, how does the Holy Spirit come in? You know those individuals, you um okay, you get to pray for and pray for their salvation and all of that. Praying for them means that you're asking for the conviction of sin. Yes, because that is like the genesis of repentance, knowing that oh I'm wrong, knowing that I'm oh I've the fall of man as kept me this long out of all that God has planned for me. And I am tired of this lifestyle. I'm tired of whatever. I've always known I need God in my life. So the Holy Spirit is the one who convicts the hearts of man. Mm Mm-hmm. That that is primarily what chapter four gets to handle. And moving on to chapter five, believers and the Holy Spirit. there's so much more. So I'm going to leave this for your mind to imagine chapter five. So moving on to chapter six, says the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So, um, after, of course, we know the scripture talks about the baptism of John. You know, John preached about repentance So the baptism of John. Then we also have the baptism. We have um, After the baptism of John, we also have the receiving of Jesus. That is the life. That is the way. So, first of all, you ask for forgiveness of sin. You acknowledge that Christ has come to save you and you receive the life you forsake. Whatever... um we've been on or we've been living in all our lives and of course we get to invite his spirit you know the whole having the having christ in our life is receiving a new life that is how we get to be born again now having the holy spirit being baptized of the holy spirit the evidence is speaking in you know other tongues and literally that that part has to do with being empowered to continue in that new life, so you can't just have a new life and just what go about your old ways. It doesn't happen that way. So the moment we receive a new life, there's a way. We need an empowerment system. The Holy Spirit provides that empowerment system. He's the one that re- that reveals the scriptures to us. So we no longer read the Bible like a textbook or just anchored on what people tell us. You can literally pick up the scripture and. The Holy Spirit can show you things, showing great and mighty things. It's going to open your minds. So you know, you're going to have eyes that see and ears that hear. Amazing! Oh my goodness! Amazing, amazing stuff. That's primarily what this chapter talks about. And moving on to, um, chapter seven says so receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this chapter gets us to understand that we should not, we shouldn't assume that because one has received Christ that they get that they, such an individual. Also understand what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit. To walk with the Holy Spirit, the same way Christ walked with the Holy Spirit. We should not assume because there's scriptural backings for that, and we have um instances. Like for instance, we have the part in the scripture that talks about how Peter and um, got to meet a number of person. That is Peter, another disciple, got to meet a number of individuals that were had to have been preached to by Philip, and um they had received Christ. But after they heard about that, they decided to go there and ask them, um, have you heard about the Holy Spirit? Yeah. <laughs> have you heard about the Holy Spirit? Do you know who the Holy Spirit is? And they were like, oh, no, 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 we don't know. The same thing happened to Paul. The number of persons he went, to, he went to meet, you know, we have instances from Samaria as well. So after they received Christ, they had to go there deliberately and talk to them about the Holy Spirit. Hey, now you have the new life. Now you, you also need the empowerment to, you know, stay and live out this new life day by day. This is a daily living as a pilgrim on earth. This is a journey, literally. So it's a deliberate attempt. We need to also receive the Holy Spirit. Now, for um, the aspect of evidence of speaking in tongues, we have that instance. For instance, in the part of when Peter was you know, praying in the upper room, and then he had this vision of a sheets, of animals coming down from heaven and then he was asked, you know, kill and eat. And it was like, I eat unclean things. And then by the time that entire revelation was over, you realized that God was sending him to the Edens. And by the time he went there, there was this particular man who has been living out, you know, the law. He has been a loving man, been a kind man. He was the Lord uh, over an entire household. And God wanted this man to be saved. So it's not just about being good. You need to be saved. The blood of Jesus is the saving grace. He, uh, Without him, we can't assess the father. It is only through Christ that we can assess the father. So he was so such an amazing man. And God wanted him to get in on grace. God wanted him to get in on this new life and say, hey, I need you to go over there, you know, talk to this man. And uh, when he did, when he went there. Just why he spake, the scripture say, why he spake, the Holy Spirit descended upon them, and they started speaking in tongues. Yes, they started speaking in tongues. So, it, it, it is key. It is key. The evidence of speaking in tongues, it, it's it's literally a an outward sign. Speaking in tongues is like an external proof of an inward fullness of the Holy Spirit. So it's something. If your key and your heart is holy. On him, gazing on him, you know, because it gets to the point where by my my heart, you know our hearts get to be so heavy, and it's like as though our language can fully express all we want to say, and then we bust out. It's a spirit language. It's a spirit language. Jesus just that those are speaking tongues, we get to edify ourselves. We get to edify ourselves. If you're not speaking in tongues uh, and then of course it gets to be translated to those around you like the way it was in the upper room for the apostles when the holy spirit descended upon them and others that were in the room were from different languages languages they got to understand what they were saying but in instances where that is not the case you can see right here in the instance of this man that's why his entire household were gathered and when you listen to the scripture, literally the Holy Spirit came upon them and they were speaking in tongues. They were not speaking what other people could understand, they were talking to God. And it's amazing. The scripture says that we should keep, No, you know, the more we pray, the more we pray in the spirit. Now we get to rise like an edifice. This is so key. This is so key. That's why the scripture also says that we should pray with our season. The Holy Spirit, you know, does all of that, and this gets to happen for us when we re- we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then we have chapter eight it says descending evil spirits in a person. Do it to read First Corinthians chapter twelve. Then we also have chapter nine it says the gift of the Holy Spirit. So um, yeah. Okay. Mm sorry there okay so the gift of the holy spirit the holy spirit as a person comes with so many gifts mm-hmm. he comes with so many gifts and um, these gifts are of his own will to give so meaning that it is of his own decision of what he gives us mm-hmm. and of course you can covet gifts as well. coveting gifts means that to begin with the gifts are not yours. You are asking for them. So if you earnestly desire a gift that you do not have you can ask for the Father. So Pastor Young gave gave an instance of when he asked for a particular gift from God and it took him time. No, after getting the gift you also have to learn how to wield it. You have to learn how to wield it in love. You have to learn how to Read it according to his his will and his pattern. So it can also take time. But what's important is that he comes with gifts. And That is amazing. That in in itself is amazing because this gifts gifts to help us, you know, in our ministry as you no, know, every child of God is in ministry, literally, wherever you are, wherever you go to. Whether you, whether you call it secular job, full time ministry, you are still in ministry. This gifts are key in a um, ministry to the house of faith ministering during evangelism you know it's amazing it's amazing so even in your day-to-day life you know they're amazing so moving on to chapter 10 it says the gifts of revelation so he he got to uh literally place them into categories that is the gifts of the holy spirit he placed them into three categories now chapter 10 talks about the first category it says the gifts of Revelation the gifts of revelation, he got to name them as the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirit, gifts of tongues, gifts of interpretation of tongues, and of course, gifts of prophecy. Now, moving on to chapter 11, got the second division, he calls it the vocal gifts. The vocal gifts are, are majorly the tongues aspect, talk, talks about the interpretation of tongues and also prophecy. These are the key. And layers for the vocal gifts and um, we have the last chapter here this is the gifts of power he got to attribute this to the gifts of healing and working of miracles so literally as we walk with christ and um, we want to literally show christ to certain individuals because there are certain persons that are waiting for signs they are waiting for signs before they can believe now we need those signs because um, that is what the Great Commission covers as well. You know, casting out of demons, you know, declaring the captives free, mm. healing the brokenhearted, on and on. The, these are miracles. These are miracles that blind eyes see, the lame walk. If we ask I we go with this mind. He will come through for us. So thank you so much. It was amazing having you join in. Do well to let me know if you've read this book before. And of course, you can share from whatever you get to read when you do get the book as well. Thank you and see you next month.